I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. This is Sean Bowles, and today we have on with us again Darren Mormon. This is part two of an interview series we did with him. I want to encourage you to listen to part one. Darren is such an awesome guy. I love talking to people in the entertainment industry, especially when they're hearing from God and how it just, it's so obvious, it's so miraculous how God leads people in the entertainment industry because it's such a black and white industry, meaning a lot of you would say, no, Sean, it's a gray area, meaning financially you're either aligned with a major studio and doing things their way, or you're doing something that's totally creative and expressive that only makes it because God is with you or there's a miracle. There's, there's a little in between there. So I just love that Darren's done some pretty major projects, sometimes with the big you know, studios and sometimes independently. And I love his history. One of my favorite things that I watched recently was his show with Mark Hamill, who was Luke Skywalker, for those of you who are unfamiliar, where they do a show on popular culture and they actually go to people who collect toys, which those of you who don't know this, here's just a fact about me is that I actually collect action figures and toys. I know that sounds crazy as a prophetic minister, but it's I love popular culture and I always have, especially superheroes and video game characters and stuff. And so I want to encourage you as you're listening to this, think of Darren as your cousin, your uncle, your brother, whatever, and think about his story where God sent him out to the entertainment industry to make films, to tell powerful stories, and how God's resourcing him with his voice, like speaking to him powerfully about which projects to take on and what to do and how there's not always uh, support for these kinds of projects, especially real-life stories that give a great positive message. A lot of times what's considered artsy or powerful is stories without resolution or stories that are dark. And Darren's telling really positive stories. And he's doing, as a Christian man in the, the completely secular industry, Not he's not doing faith-based films at this time. And I'm sure he is open to that or would do that in the future. But I mean, the films he's working on that he's talked to me about are all mainstream films for mainstream audience. And I love how he's put the act of listening to God and trusting in God first. It's so powerful to hear a story like that. And I want to encourage you as you're exploring hearing God's voice and the prophetic to really give God the opportunity to listen to him about your projects, about your very real life. I think that's where we miss it a lot of times as Christians is we don't expect God to come in in our careers in those moments that we need him the most or the everyday moments. And Darren shares some of the stories about both with us through these two podcasts. So this is podcast number two with Darren. I hope you so enjoy it and so enjoy who he is just as an incredible man of God. And I'm going to encourage you to listen. We have a few things we want to offer you before we get into the interview. I think you'll love these. Have you ever thought about developing a lifestyle of words of knowledge? Well, I have an eight-week e-course on this called God's Secrets, and this is developing a lifestyle of words of knowledge. And I'm going to take you through teaching, activations, impartations, even quizzes to understand what words of knowledge are and how to have a biblical-based approach to applying these in your everyday life. I want to encourage you, download it now. You can do it online at your convenience over eight weeks, and it's going to change the way you think about the prophetic. Go to bowlsministries.com or www.courses.bowlsministries.com. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together. 
So I have today on the podcast for my second interview with them, Darren Mormon, who is a producer, works in Hollywood, and most recently just came out with Same Kind of Different as Me. And I know I talk about this in the intro a little bit, but I do want to say, like, this movie really rocked my heart. It really impacted me. And I've now watched it three times. I just watched it my third time on an airplane. Yes, I did Ugly Cry on an airplane to the point that the flight attendant asked me if I was okay. I told her what I was watching. She's like, I've been wanting to watch it. Is it good? And I'm like, yes. And there's there's certain movies that are done, uh, I think, like, they, they have hope to touch something or touch a heart this way. But this movie, like, it has racial reconciliation in it. It has a beautiful family story in it. It has so much in one story, but it's simple. It's just simply told. So this whole thing you did because basically God just put this book on your heart. And so, hello, Darren. Let's talk about this. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, you know, I read Same Kind of Difference Me, the book, years ago. And it, it was a, the first book that I had read that I said, oh, my goodness, um, I have to make this into a movie. And, you know, at, at the time I was, you know, I had been spending most of my journey working for other people, producing other people's movies. I would worked at MGM. Uh, and this book became a, a catalyst for me starting to begin to think about, um, you know, stories that I would go and find and develop. Uh, and so sometime later, God, God really put it on my heart to, to um, write a, a vision statement, which, which really became a, a manifesto wow. uh, for me. I, I, had, I had a Jerry Maguire moment. <laughs> and <laughs> We all need those moments. Uh, and, oh, no, no, we don't, because that Jerry Maguire moment led, led to me really breaking away from working for Hollywood and following this vision statement that I believe that God had for, for me and my career and my company, wow. Reserve Entertainment. Uh, and same kind of different as me was the, was the first thing that I felt like I had to make this movie uh, because the, the book had so rocked me. And, and so it, it led me on, the, on a beautiful journey, um, you know, where I went 18 months without a paycheck because I had broken wow. away from w- working for people. And and really said, okay, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust you in this. And of course, my wife and I looked at each other several times, going, "Are, are we sure that was God's voice?" Because because uh, <laughs> yes. this is painful. I don't yes. I don't recommend that. This is my story, not anyone else's story. So I want to make sure that's really clear. Yeah, and you do say it. there was a cost behind it, and that's what a lot of times when people think of this kind of partnership with God, or just saying, okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to follow you this way, God. You you followed him out of an, maybe an easier trip through Hollywood into a place where it's like, this is all faith now. Everything we're doing, our actors' paychecks, our directors, everybody, everything's faith now. And I know that was a challenge, but man, thank God you did it because what you produced and what happened on the other side, I'm sure you're still getting reports from and stories from. Just as the book impacted the world, the movie gets to impact the world now. Mm, yeah, in fact... Um I was just on a Skype call two days ago uh, with somebody from South Korea, and they're going to to have the movie be their opening night, you know, movie in in South Korea. So to know that this story is having a, a, right now a worldwide impact, wow. you know, is 
is is really neat. Uh, so when we think about what God says, hey, go and go and disciple the world, all nations. The fact that a story like this, which is, you know, what I believe is rooted in God's heart for for racial reconciliation and marriage reconciliation and taking care of the poor, um, that those beautiful themes are going to the world, you know, through a film. It's it's really neat to watch. Oh, absolutely. And just the actors did such a good job of just not overplaying any of those stories. It felt to me, it felt like, especially the marriage reconciliation one, it was like, it just felt so honest. It felt like really, really honest in how they dealt with each other and beautiful and subtle. It was, it was interesting because it was the first time I've ever seen kind of a marriage problem like that handled in a subtle way. And Renee Zellweger specifically, like I felt like she was just so pure in her role. Just as mm, not that you're asking yeah. for any critique at all, but <laughs> tell no, us about no. tell us I about love, the, I love it. <laughs> well, you as a I mean, you're the creator, so I'm sure it's like you know you get to look back over and over and think, you know, did people get what we got out of you know making it? And I think that me as someone who's watching it, I wasn't the first time I watched it, I didn't have any hopes at all. I just was like whatever, and I was really impacted. And then the second time, we would just watch it with some friends, and I just I loved it. But the third time, I feel like is when I really saw it, and that's when I was like. I, I feel God in this for people who could watch a movie that has a lot of power statements, but it d- downplayed they're not preachy. And it felt very significant to me, mm-hmm. which made me excited for your you know, future. I, I, yeah. You know, it, I was thrilled that these actors had responded to the, to the story. Cause I think that's, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're a filmmaker, if you can get Academy award, yeah, level talent to, to deliver lines, I think it just helps it become very organic to the story and not feel preachy. And yeah. um, so, I, uh, you know, in, in fact, Jaiman Hansu, who's a two-time Academy Award nominated actor who played Denver, um, I got I got a phone call from his agent and li- little did I know, but he's like, hey, Jaiman really wants to play this role. And by the way, that never happens. 20 wow. years in this business, that that's the first and only time. Wow. I usually, I usually I have to beg, beg actors and, you know, agents. And, uh, so I met with Jaiman and, uh, and he, with tears in his eyes, he shared the fact that he himself was homeless in France oh, for wow. a year. Uh, and, and, and that he had to play this role. And of course you looking across the table at him, you uh, absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, and so, it's, it, and that's just God doing what God's doing and bringing you the talent he wants you to have for 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 this film and for any other film. You, you just have to trust uh, that God's going to guide the process. And I, I want to go back to this film, but it's huge because you guys have, like you said, you've been 20 years in your, your career there. And as you've been partnering with God, like you're working on this this film or you've worked on this film and you had incredible talent. Everybody in the film was incredible. You have Mark Hamill on your popular culture show, which is just amazing that you guys are doing pop culture quest with Mark Hamill. And then you have several other movies coming out that also have incredible talent. Like God is really, I love one of the resources he gives us when we follow him, we walk with them is people and talent. And we don't always look at that as a resource from heaven, but it's really one of the resources that as we're partnering with God, he brings around human connectivity and connection, just like he brings money. Like we can stand in faith for finances, which we talked about in our last episode, but you've stood in faith for great talent and it's happened. Yeah. I've been so fortunate and you know, just how, just how the finances, uh, I, I, one of the film, I have two films coming out this fall. Uh, one is a, uh, a youth sports drama, which I'm excited about because I haven't made anything for the youth audience. Cool. Uh, and, 
Uh, and I wish I could share sort of who, who <laughs> one of the financiers behind it is, uh, because he's a very well-known um, figure in the in the Christian world, in the professional sports world. Mm. Uh, but we haven't we haven't made that public yet, and um, you know, so I'm excited about that. And then I also have a, a war drama which focuses on a, a true story of a military chaplain and his uh, his his journey. And so both these films will come out in. Yeah, I think October, November. We're locking down the dates right now. But the one, yeah, within four weeks of each other, it's going to be a you're going to be busy. Gonna be a, a amazing fall. In uh, the the war drama wasn't a project that I had developed, um, but I'd gotten a phone call from a financier that said, "Hey, I'd love for you to come produce this. A director has developed it. If you'll if you'll produce it, I'll I'll finance it." And, uh, and I'd always wanted to work with this, this financier, he, he, a longtime friend. And I said, absolutely. Uh, little did I know that from that, as we were making the movie, he asked what else I was doing. And I had pitched him another project. And he said, hey, I'm leaving this one firm and going to go over here with a, with a larger pool of money. Um, and so literally as he was transitioning from one place to another i was finishing the script on this new project the one's going to shoot in cabo um later this summer which and, i'm super uh, jealous of in a healthy way uh, yeah <laughs> uh, uh, but you know i think you have to hear this story i so i i sent him the script and he fell in love with it but it's a story that in 2014 a hurricane hit uh cabo and, and really just destroyed cabo and yeah it's a it's a it's a, it's a city built on tourism uh, and, and there was a, a boys' orphanage there called Casa Ogar that couldn't get any help because everybody's rebuilding hotels and trying to get tourism back. And this boys' orphanage, is, there's going to be 30 boys out on the street um, oh, wow. you know, with just no, no place to go. And, and through, through God's divine providence, um, uh, about a month later after the hurricane, they, they literally have the Super Bowl of fishing tournaments, which is called the Bisbee Black and Blue. So if you're a sportsman, a <laughs> uh, hundred yachts from all over the world come. They pay $70,000 to join uh, wow. that, just, to, just to enter into the, into the tournament. And there's a million and a half dollar purse for the winner. And that's why uh, these, you know, these wealthy guys from all over the world come and do this. Well, they decide to uh, to get some PR and they allow some locals in, and so Omar and the orphan boys get a get a winning ticket to, to oh compete gosh. in this in this three day tournament. Uh, and so they they get a little rinky dink boat going up against these massive yachts. They've never been on a they've never been deep sea fishing, and on day two of the tournament, uh, Omar wakes up and. Here's a voice from God that he's going to catch the winning fish. Um, now, of course, the boat captain and everyone else thinks he's crazy. Um, but as the story unfolds, Omar catches a 385-pound marlin. Oh, my god! And, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, the crazy, it's a crazy, crazy story because the marlin didn't bite um, the hook. The hook hooked the marlin on the outside of the fish oh, and wow. he literally caught, caught literally like the holy spirit swam down in the water and hooked that fish um and uh, the, they end up winning the uh the entire tournament uh it made national news and 
Uh, of course, they, they save the orphanage, and they actually go on to build a sister orphanage for all the, you know, because there were a lot of girls, uh, sisters of, of the boys. And so just how God moves in the miraculous uh, and, and in the prophetic. Because Omar could have easily said, this is a waste of time. I have to, I have to figure out how to save the boys. But he, he goes on this journey with God, and uh, they, they end up winning this tournament. So that, that is the next movie that I'm wow. doing the production on. I feel like I just watched it. I can't wait to see it for real. That's just, and I love that this is what you're going after because, you know, we're, we've been exploring hearing God's voice. And the whole thing is I, I'm trying to take people out of the context of what they normally hear. And so a lot of times we'll hear it in a church centric type way. But what I love about you and Krista is that you as a family go on these trips, these production times, and you're putting together stories that no one else would have ever made into a movie. But God puts these kinds of stories on you and maybe five other people in Hollywood that I know of on their hearts. And we, we benefit because we're watching the living God and humanity right now act because of these kinds of things. And I, I just so appreciate you. I so appreciate the journey you guys have been on and how you're believing for great resources. And there's all these like interwoven divine connections that keep happening to make them happen. And it, it builds so much faith outside the context that we know what to have faith for. You're teaching us to have faith in a genre and an industry where God, the creator wants to tell stories and he wants them on the screen. And here and Darren's like, yes, here I am. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> well, in our last few minutes, tell us the story about because there's one story I really love that you told me when we first met about Birmingham and about finding the set that you needed to find in the God story. Do you have time to tell that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're doing this sports drama uh, down down in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, and with with any time you go on a location and you choose, we're going to film here in this city. There's a reason. There's a state rebate. There's there's just a lot of factors that go, and you have to go into that city and and figure out where your locations are. And as as a filmmaker, uh, you've seen same kind of difference. Me, what you what you want is you want to bring the best possible version of the movie um, to the world. And uh, we were struggling. Two van loads of crew members, the director, and we we had visited a dozen different high schools, and oh, wow. we felt like, oh my goodness, we we've We've landed in Birmingham, and there's no, there's no perfect set. There's no perfect location, and, and, and which is a big set piece for the film. Um, and we're standing out on, on a field, and we're like, oh, boy, we can make this work, but there's a train that runs over here, so it's going to cause us all kind, of, all kind of issues. And it just didn't look very good. It, we didn't have a, a 360-degree look with the camera. We would have limited ourselves. And... Um, it was like, well, this, this may be our best shot. And my phone rings. Um, a buddy of mine who who was an ex NFL player, um, All American at Cal, and works at Nike, and calls me and says, "Darren, hey, what are you up to?" And of course, I, you know, you know, we have this brief encounter. Lo and behold, oh, you're in Birmingham. You need to talk to a buddy of mine who runs something called Quarterback Country. He trained me when I was, and every other quarterback that's ever played. Uh, at a high level, wow. so I, he loops him. He loops him right in, and uh, and this guy Ben Neal that I don't know would have never met, but God ordained phone call from my buddy Dave. Um, you know, Ben says, "Oh, I got the perfect spot for you. Uh, go over and see Coach Wright at Bessemer Academy." Uh, literally, you know, 20 minutes later, a little bit outside of where we would have ever looked uh, in the sticks, uh, we we walk in. And Coach Wright and Bessemer Academy just opened their arms 
not only was the field and the location perfect, but the entire school participated. Yes. Um, all, the, all, all the fans, the players, they even called um, another team that they were playing on Friday night and said, hey, can we film a live game? And every, uh, every player signed to be in the movie, even the umpire signed nice. um, to, to, to be a part of the film. And we actually embedded our actors um, into a live game. It's, uh, uh, it was just truly miraculous uh, how, how God met our need and, and, and way beyond what we could have ever asked or imagined. And I love it because all of them have this story the rest of their life. We were in that movie. Because <laughs> you think of the small town, it's like, it's so glorious to all of a sudden the whole town did the movie together, you know? Well, and we, and we, we filmed all over uh, Birmingham for six weeks. And what happened was, is when the school actually said, hey, if the kids want to come and be extras in the movie in different locations, they would, the school would give them the day off. Um, oh my gosh! You know, I mean, literally, they just embraced the movie, um, and be- because of because of you know Coach Wright and Bessemer Academy, the movie is uh, has turned out spectacular. And again, I want to say this as far as the favor of God and uncommon connections. As far as we get to see this, for those of you who are not around the film industry, this is an unprecedented thing. It's unheard of. There's there, there's just not usually a group that's like, oh, we'll believe in your film and you can have just whatever you need this for free. Like here, take it. Like we want to be a part of this. In this day and age, people, <laughs> even people in the sticks have agents all of a sudden appear or lawyers, you know? So I love that there's just a release of favor, grace, connection, opportunity, which happens when we follow God. And so Darren, I'm going to thank you just for being who you are and being in the entertainment industry and you and your wife, Krista are so dear to our hearts and just what you represent and how you follow God is so inspiring. And I just want to ask, how do people get a hold of you other than watching same kind of difference as me, which you can watch right now, go out and get it for real support this movie. Ah, uh, thanks. Uh, yeah. So my company is reserve entertainment. So that's ReserveEntertainment.com, where you can see all the, the latest projects, the projects that are coming. And, uh, there's a way to contact me through through the website also a reserve entertainment has social media as well that's awesome thank you so much for being on today as we're exploring the prophetic thank you so much for having me on thanks for listening to exploring the prophetic podcast i'm your host sean bowles and i'm going to encourage you to continue the conversation with us online at www.bowlesministries.com we have exciting resources e-courses books even children's materials to help you grow in the prophetic and go on a continuing journey of hearing God's voice. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate and tell all your friends. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.